Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dagger. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here, and we are ready to go, guys. Lots of stuff to go over this week. We're going to be reviewing NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver, both night one and night two. We're not going to be talking about WrestleMania until next week. Reason being is that we're recording this Sunday morning. Um, so we don't have the results for night two yet, so we want to cover both night one and night two uh, together. So we're going to avoid talking about WrestleMania, all the good, all the bad that's happening with that show. So we're just talking about NXT this week, and we're also going to go over to the Land of Rising Sun. We're going to talk about Will Ospreay becoming the new IWGP heavyweight champion, beating Kota Ibushi, the shocker. I think that a lot of wrestling fans didn't see that one coming. Uh, Mike's thrilled because that's his boy, but we'll, we'll talk about it. We're also going to be talking uh, the this NBA phenomenon that's going around the league here the last couple of years and in the, in the creation, not of super teams, but of these buyouts of former star players that have some name value that are just joining up with the super teams to make these stupid teams is what I like to call them because it's just what it is. You look at it on paper, it's just stupid. So uh, we're going to be talking about that, the effect that it has on the league. Um <clears throat> I know Mike's got some hot takes about that. He is our resident NBA expert by far. So he's got the landscape of the NBA for you guys. And then we're also going to be talking about the Sam Darnold trade as well as these huge trades that have huge draft implications. The draft order has completely changed up. And obviously to end the show, as always, we are going to be doing a mock draft corner because that's my favorite segment on the show. But Mike, let's just jump right in here. Uh, NXT TakeOver, Stand Deliver, Night 1, Night 2. Um, just as a whole, like both together, the whole NXT TakeOver event, mm-hmm. give me a grade. Was it, because you know, we got some highs and we got some lows on both shows, but what, what is, what is, just if you give me an overall grade for the, the NXT's WrestleMania thing. Yeah, the, the NXT WrestleMania thing that we saw over two nights, yep. I'd give it a solid, 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 solid. B-minus. <laughs> as solid as you can get in yeah, the B-minus range. Yeah, I think that's fair, honestly. I, I don't think that's too off the off the mark, quite frankly. You know, I think that's I think it's relatively, you know, right where I want where you want it to be. Um, like I said before, it, it, you, there was some massive highs on this show. And I do think there was a little, there was a couple misses, um, you know, I think just based off of the uncertainty of who was gonna be facing and the fact of what happened on TV just a few weeks before as well doesn't help. Um, yeah. But night one, let's just go through the results here and just kind of go through uh, what we thought of each match. Yeah. All right. So we opened night one of NXT WrestleMania Stand and Deliver Tag 1 on CageMatch.net. They call, they call it Tag 1. I don't okay. know why. Um, we started with a singles match. We had Pete Dunne defeating Kushida in 10 minutes and 39 seconds, receiving a four and a quarter star rating. Rob, how'd you feel? Four and a quarter, really? Yeah. They really gave it that high? I thought it was good. Yeah. I didn't think it was anything like to write home about. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, I, but we talked about this, you know, a couple weeks ago, where we thought that it's two guys that have some name value, right? Mm-hmm. That you kind of go, hey, let's just get the crowd going, yeah. you know, with two guys that have got a lot of TV time. Um, Pete Dunne winning is not a shock to me in the slightest, and I think Kashida needs to go back to Japan. <laughs> I'm gonna keep saying it until yeah. I do something with him. Yeah, no, I agree. I liked I like Pete Dunne winning. Apparently, he's gonna be like challenging for the NXT title. Oh, is he now? Is that yeah. what it is? He uh, tweeted something out about like I'm next or something. Well, you got that. You got him, and you've also got um, you know Kyle is probably gonna yeah, Kyle is gonna be in that too. mix as well. Um, but we'll talk about that in night two. Yeah. Uh, our next match, we had the North American title number one contendership elimination gauntlet eliminator match. Wow. Yeah, that's a, mouth, that's a mouthful. They put eliminator Eliminator twice of eliminator of eliminator. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we had Bronson Reed feeding Cameron Grimes, Dexter Lewis, Isaiah Scott, LA Knight, and Leon Ruff in 23 minutes, 15 seconds, received three and a half stars. I think this was probably my least favorite match on the card. Yeah. However, I don't think it was necessarily a bad match on the card, though. No, I thought the order of elimination was a little bit weird, though. Eli Drake, or sorry, LA Knight, my bad, mm-hmm. he, getting eliminated as early as he did. I didn't understand that, considering he won the gauntlet, and they made it such a big deal about him winning the, the opportunity to go in yeah. last. Um, so that was a little bit confusing to me. I thought Leon Ruff looked out of place in this match. I don't think that he added... You know, I get why you have him in it because he's a former North American champion, you know, but I just mm-hmm. felt like that could have been utilized for. I thought maybe even putting like Austin Theory to have like Gargano have a rooting person yeah. in there. Like, I hope Theory wins because then like he'll just lay down for me night two and mm-hmm. blah, 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 something like that. But I um, thought it was fine. 
I didn't really agree with Bronson Reed getting it. Nothing against Bronson. I think he's a good performer. But, you know, with some of the other guys you had in here, whether it was L.A. Knight or um, what's his name? The, Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis, sorry. I always yeah. want to call him Sam Shaw because that was his name in the indies. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Loomis and Gargano have been going back and forth now for months and still nothing there. So I was really shocked to see it. And when he got eliminated, I went, okay, maybe they're just going to give it to L.A. Knight. You know, he's the new hot signing. Mm-hmm. And nope, he got eliminated right after that. I went... I'm very confused. Yeah. So when he won it, not necessarily overly disappointed, but just more confused by the result than anything. Yeah. Um, I definitely thought Dexter Lewis was going to win. Yeah, we both. I, definitely, story, I, so I, was I was going like, through our predictions as the show went on, and I went, wow, we, were, we definitely couldn't have predicted that if no. we had five more tries. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. outside of Leon Ruff, I don't think we would have picked him. So. No, no. Uh, the, let's see what's next. Third match on the card was my favorite match on both nights of this NXT show. Okay. So we had the NXT United Kingdom match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walter defeating Tommaso Ciampa in 17 minutes received four and a half stars. I thought this match was so awesome. Yeah. Like going in, I'm like, all right. So Walter's this big dude who yeah. just likes to slap people all the time. <laughs> Literally. And makes loud noises. Right. And I like loud noises in my wrestling. <laughs> So I was like, this is going to be awesome. Champa kind of just like takes whatever. Yep. He's like one of those guys who's like, all right, like in that movie, Fighting With My Family, where he's yeah. like, all right, we're going to throw a trash can at you. He's like, yeah. okay. all right, we're going to do a bowling ball. What? A bowling ball? How? All right, Damn, I guess. Yeah, I one time. Yeah, one time, whatever. <laughs> like, I feel like that's what Champa does in his means. He goes, all right, what are we going to do to me? We're going to no chop me 14 times? No kidding. <sighs> all right. All right, all right, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I thought it was awesome. I think... The story of like working the the strong hand mm-hmm. all the way through, mm-hmm. and then winning, and then Walter won with just a one big chop with yep. the right hand. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Like giving it everything he hates, like the better work. Yeah, better work because I got nothing else. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was awesome. No, I thought this was a great match. I really did. You know, the only problem I have with these kind of matches, and we talked about this off air, was uh, the the fact that I never, you know, it's hard for me to get to get 100% invested into these kind of matches because I feel like when the other when the challenger doesn't really have a chance to win it mm-hmm. you know I felt like this match if Walter wasn't the UK champion and mm-hmm. this was just a straight like brawl like yeah. or just like just a straight like rivalry match I feel like I would have been way more into it than I would have it be with the title on the line mm-hmm. right um I think they need to get the UK title off of Walter straight up. Like I just like I think he needs to come to NXT, just regular NXT. Yeah. I think is what needs to happen, or he needs to go to the main roster, one of the mm-hmm. two. Because at this point, he's kind of just spinning his wheels. The fact that you have to bring in guys from the other side now to challenge him for it yeah. goes to show you that okay, you've beaten everybody. It's time to kind of get it off him and let's go somewhere else with it and build somebody along with there. Um, but this match is fantastic, though. Yeah. That, that's the star rating for that one makes a lot more sense to me than four. If the, if Champa and Walter is four and a half then there's no way Kushida and Pete Dunne is four and a quarter yeah. that doesn't the, the, the scale has to be the same Yeah. so there's no way those matches are the same yeah uh, well obviously one's a little less because they only got four and a quarter oh yeah so I know, but that's what I'm saying though but it's only that much less come yeah. on now uh, so our co-main event for night one we had the NXT tag team triple threat match for the vacant tag titles yep. and we had MSK uh, you know those people defeated uh, Grizzle <laughs> Young Veterans and um, Legado del Fantasma yep. in 15 minutes, 24 seconds to win the title. Got four and a half stars also. Um, and I thought this was a really solid match. I thought it was um, too. I'm a big fan. I like. I guess the only thing I don't like is having like that third team in there that like you know has no chance to win. Mm-hmm. But at least like having two teams that you're like, oh, I guess yeah, either right. one of them could win. Right. And this turned into like an AEW just spot fest mm-hmm. where they went 15 minutes of just like, all right, us two are gonna come in. Like the yeah. rules just went out the window in like oh, two yeah. minutes. Yeah. No. And but I don't mind that because some of the best matches are just spot fests. Oh yeah, for sure. So. Um, I, I agree with everything, and I love the match. Yeah, I thought it was good. Still pissed that Grizzly Young Veterans didn't get the win here, yeah. um, just because I like them as a tag team. Um, but if that spins off into a feud, um, I really hope that the whatever the Killian Dane Drake Maverick tag team, they're going to get a shot at the title. I hope that goes away very quickly. Um, but um, you know, I, I I'm gonna give it to all three teams because even at one point, at like I think 11 or 12 minutes in, Legado del Fantasma hits their finish. 
and there is nobody else around for a hot minute, you go, oh my gosh, they're actually going to do it, and they're going to give it to the one team that nobody is giving an opportunity. Like, no mm-hmm. one's even thinking about Legado del Fantasma winning this match. So they actually got me for a minute. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, they're actually going to do it. And then he, I was like, okay, whew, all right, we're yeah. back we're Did back on planet mind. Earth here, all yeah. right? Like, we're cool. Um, so I, I give them to that too. MSK's fantastic, though. Yeah. They really are. They they're they're a really great tag team. You know, it speaks to the evaluation of talent. On, on behalf of Triple H and his team because, you know, every time we feel like the tag team division is kind of losing its depth a little bit, they just mm-hmm. go in like, okay, Grizzly Young Veterans over in Indus UK? Nah, just come over here now. Uh, MSK, we're going to sign them away from Impact, right? We're going to we're gonna go get these guys and, you know, put them in prime positions. It really shows. So, yeah. I, you know, um, I really enjoyed the Dusty Cup as a whole this year. I thought it was yeah, pretty Dusty good. Dusty Cup was, was pretty good. This year. So. Uh, and then our main event, we had the WWE NXT Women's Title Match. We had Raquel Gonzalez defeat Iro Shirai in 13 minutes. Won the championship, four and a quarter stars. Oh my God, new <laughs> women's champ! <laughs> Insanity. And uh, yeah, that's all I got for yeah. that. No, I thought it was great. I thought it was. I, uh, we had reports that it actually went short because the other matches went a little bit long. Yeah. So it actually apparently there was more to it, but I don't think it needed it. No. Quite frankly, I thought it was perfect. You had a couple big spots there. The one where she jumped, dives off the whole stage thing, I thought was crazy because I felt bad for Raquel to have to catch her because that's a fast-moving person. you yeah. gotta, you got to brace for impact on that one. Um, made Raquel look amazing while at the same time EO still did her thing, kicking out of the back the backflip there to really put over the fact that you know, this is the new beast to slay here in NXT. She's earned it. You know, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. They kind of were building up a use case mm-hmm. to set up for this moment. And I think that it was, I think it was really good. I'm really excited to actually, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to be shocked to see her flip to babyface pretty quickly, not honestly. Um, just, I think a lot of people are really digging what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And you felt even when she won it, nobody was really like, Aw, like everyone was still, still kind of happy for her, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was weird. It wasn't one of those things where when Shayna won it, everyone was like, "Oh damn, like who the hell is going to beat her? And I think there is a, a sense to that, but I'm expecting Dakota Kai to, to turn oh, yeah. on her rapidly, oh, yeah. which will be a quick match. But the point is that I'm happy for her, though. And as I thought they would, I think it was good to go off the air of night one with a new title change mm-hmm. um, to go off going into Peacock for night two. Yeah. We jumped straight into Peacock yep. on my free trial of Peacock for night two. How was Peacock for you? Mine was okay for the first time. I didn't uh, have any my, sound my issues or streaming or anything like that. Uh, during WrestleMania, I had a couple like lag I had a couple lags to me too, and then it like shot then, back up. Yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. other than that, I think it was pretty pretty well done. Yeah, I was, now, I will say, I, I didn't watch nervous. NXT live either day, though. Okay. So I got it like on replay the next day, okay. so I don't know if that impacts anything. Yeah. So... Um, you yeah. gotta do what you gotta do. You know? <laughs> uh, so we Some opened, people gotta work around. Yeah, <laughs> we open we open night two with the cruiserweight title unification ladder match. Santo yep. Escobar defeating Jordan Devlin in 18 minutes. Title change, three and three quarter star rating. Um, I Wouldn't it always be a title change technically because yeah. they're winning either way. They're winning a second belt. I, would it though? Because you're also retaining. I guess I know. Be I, it. I guess it's a title change. <laughs> You're not like changing the title hands right. though, because yeah. you, you're still the champ, right? Yeah. But he gets an extra cruiserweight. He gets bump. an extra exactly. cruiserweight. Exactly. I was kind of hoping they were going to change the design because you got two of them. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, like it's going to be something different. Yeah, they're going to mix it together. No, nah. they should just take the one over the other one and just have it like a little fatter. <laughs> I know you'd be crazy for that because you like the thickness of the plates and everything. <laughs> yeah, but it's already thick though. Why do you got to do it again? It's like double yeah. the amount. Like yeah, you see? yeah, double it wherever it is back here. I love it. Um. Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back to this match. Yeah. Uh, this match was solid. Um, do, you, do you think this match was hurt a little bit by the fact that you didn't know who to cheer for? Yes. Because nobody... I don't even think the fans... I thought this was a good, solid ladder match. Nothing yeah. crazy. No. They, they really told a nice story. Um, but I think the crowd was like, who, who are we supposed to cheer yeah. for? Like, at one point, they were definitely cheering for... Uh, the, uh, what's his Santos. name? Santos Escobar. Yeah. And then at one point, they were cheering for Devlin. And I'm like, wait... And then when, when Legado Fantasma ran out and interfered, it was like, oh, maybe he was supposed to be the bad guy. But even when he won it, then his kid came out, and I was yeah. like, wait, so was he the face here? And yeah. I'm just, I, was, I was very confused. I'm glad Santos won. I thought it was the right decision. But it was I think it hurt the match a little bit to not have defined roles, even yeah. blurred roles. It was just both like, we're both bad guys. We've both been cheating to win this entire time, and now 
We're gonna <laughs> yeah, shoot each other. I don't know. I was, I was rooting for Santos Me to too. win the whole Me time. Too. Basically. I was too. Yeah, but um, I do agree with that. Where like, I think like the normal people are like. If they're both heels, do we cheer for one of them? Right, or exactly. Are we just like, both pissed off that they're both in this match and we boo whoever wins? Yeah, yeah it was weird. Fair. It was weird. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a solid match. That was good. Um, again, I think I think they're just because of the COVID era. I think they've yes. been using way too many ladder matches because Correct. it's one of the few gimmicks that you can really Correct. do with the COVID stuff. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, can we just like not do a ladder? Yeah, match I think with the cruiserweight stuff, you know what I mean. The problem is that like Santos is not a super high flyer. You know what exactly. I mean? He never was and even Devlin's in Mexico. Yeah. You know, Devlin doing the backflip off the top top yeah. of ladder was neat. And I thought the bump he took off to finish the match there, where he went through the ladder, I was like, that sucked. And you mm-hmm. can tell that really sucked. Um, but happy to see Santos win. I'm really, I'm really want, wishing they would put some more emphasis into this cruiserweight division. Like, there's a lot of talent in this division, and Santos is a guy that at one point was a heavyweight in, in you know, in CMLL and AAA. So, like, you, you can definitely see him making a transition to that North American title kind of yeah. race. So, I wish they would kind of put some more emphasis on the cruiserweights because there's a lot of talent on 205 Live that nobody knows about. Like, nobody. I don't even think Santos is even on Exactly. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, everyone's like fighting on 205 Live. He's like, dude, I'm on NXT. I don't even know why. Yeah, he's, he's, like, yeah I'm not even on 205 yeah, Live. Exactly. Whatever that yeah. is. Tony, Tony think he knows what it is. Tony Nese is like, I'm over here. And everyone's like, no one cares. We have the NXT women's. Tag team match. Uh, we have Amber Moon and Shotzi Blackheart, the champions, defeating The Way. No way. No way. Candice <laughs> Lorraine, Indy Hartwell, in 10 minutes and 30 seconds. This match was given two and a half stars for a reason. Yeah. I did not like this match. I think this is definitely like... A we talk about how like this show has like some good highs. Yep. This one was definitely the lowest of lows from both shows, I for think. For sure. For um, sure. And not even due to lack of effort or star yeah. power, quite frankly. I think it's I think it's a victim of a couple things. Number one, short term booking, right? Like from a from a perspective of like we've already had the blow off between Shotzi and Candice LeRae at Takeover with the War Games thing, right? And that was all about making Raquel Gonzalez a beast, right? But sh- but Candice didn't get anything from that, right? So the feud was kind of over, and now we're trying to repatch it in with the tag titles, knowing that Shotzi and Ember Moon were already the champ, have only been the champs for a little bit. It, it would be different if they won the Dusty Cup and they were going in and had a couple title defenses. I think that would make it a little bit harder to judge who was going to win this match. Yeah. But going in thinking, I don't really think Candice and Indy have a shot at this, mm-hmm. really hurt this match as well. So any false finish that was really going to happen, which there was a couple where I was like, oh, maybe they're actually going to go with this. This is going to be kind of nice to change the pace. And it was like, all right, they didn't go for it. And then it was a pretty simple finish to end it. So, yeah. meh. <laughs> meh. Candice deserves better. Yeah, she really does. Uh, we have the NXT, uh, the WWE NXT North American title match. Yep. Um, Johnny Gargano defeated uh, the winner of the six pack challenge thing, Bronson yep. Reed, in sixteen minutes, three and a quarter stars. Um, this fine. This was a also a fine match that wasn't. Uh, Definitely, this is the low of the show. Yeah, this was, is, yeah. Of both shows. Yes, for sure. Like, both these matches, I went, ah. I well, and two, you go into a Johnny Gargano match, at this point, they beat it to death of all these matches that he's had on TakeOver, where you go, oh, this was awesome, this was awesome, this is awesome. And to, to their point, but the but the point is, is that, and then you give us this, and you go, okay, that was good, that was solid. You know, like, if this was on an NXT main event, people would go, that was a really good match. Yeah. But because you're just kind of sandwiched in, and you're just kind of like... We're just waiting for Cross and Balor and Cole and O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. It's like the worst position they could yeah, have been in, honestly. So um, it was fine. Happy to see Johnny getting a run here. Yeah. I'm waiting for them to kind of build a new, real, legit guy for him to face. Because mm-hmm. I think they could have a series, a series of matches where you go, okay, like, we're so, rolling here. Uh, then we had our co-main event, the NXC title match, which is the co-main event. Mm-hmm. We had Karrion Cross. Beating Johnny, or not Johnny, <laughs> Finn Balor, uh, title change, 17 minutes, 8 seconds, got 3 and 3 quarters stars. Um, I thought this match was okay. I was very, I was a little let down. Um, yeah. I'm just not the biggest carrying cross guy, I guess, yeah. maybe. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I just think that, like, I want, like, he's a big guy, big guy working with a smaller guy. Great look. And there's too. a lot of people, like, you can name, like, even though you might not like, like, a Lesnar or something. They work so Lesner well. Lesnar versus like, Rollins, though. Get yeah, you going. Get you going. That and him and <laughs> yeah. Daniel Bryan, him and yep. AJ. Like, these yep. guys, like, get you going with big versus small things. Yep. And I think Karen working with a smaller guy doesn't... I like Karen working with, like, bigger dudes yeah. because it's, like, a hard-hitting... Like, him and, like, McIntyre, I feel, could be, oh, like, great yeah. or something. Yeah. But him versus, like, Rollins and, like, Balor or Gargant, like, just don't do it for me because mm-hmm. I don't think... 
working with a smaller guy, he works very well with. Yeah. No, I think I think he's I think he's being limited in what he can do in the ring. They're trying to yeah. keep this Sambo Muay Thai fighter, like legit fighter guy, kind of as his shtick, right? With yeah. the suicido, like you know, like the the suplexes and everything like that. Like I get it. Um, I thought this was his best match so far in NXT. Um, I thought this was better than his Keith Lee match because he just steamrolled Keith Lee. Yeah. Um, I thought this was his best match as far as in-ring work. I thought Balor looked good coming out of it. You knew kind of going in. Were you shocked that all of this was the actual co-main event and not Colin O'Reilly? Were you shocked a little bit because of the title change and everything? Yeah, I thought I thought they'd go off TV, but I guess... That's kind of what I thought. I, guess, I thought they'd go I guess, off TV with him. I, yeah, know, I, guess, sure. I guess they'd rather have O'Reilly like, as like a overcoming the odds. Oh yeah, I mean, in fairness, I do think they made the right decision. I do think they made the right decision. I was shocked to see them go with that, and I was like, yeah. oh, Cole and O'Reilly are this main is only, This is only like, like, I think of probably only the second time that the NXT title didn't main event. Right, outside of a war games. Yeah, outside of a war games, yeah. because right. they had the gargano Champa right. unsanctioned the, match at correct. New Orleans yep. main event that show too. Yep. So I guess, I guess if you, basically, if you can get an unsanctioned match... You're in. You can go. You're you can in. go in yeah. last. Right. That's, that's, that's how it is. That's how they're saying it's up for me. So as long as NXT is not liable, which is yeah. the, so it, stupid, then you can go on last. Yeah. But no, I was I was okay with this going on as a co-main, especially once you get to the main. Hurts. Event. It still know. hurts when you know kind of what what the end is going to be. Yeah. Like it's still like once again. It, that's why I'm so excited for WrestleMania Night Two is because. You don't know. You have as many ideas as you can think of, and you can make a beautiful use case for any three of those guys to win this match. Yeah. But at the same time, you just don't know. And because yeah. of that, there is so much more intrigue that goes into it rather than a match where you go, all right, like, yeah, you can technically make the argument that Balor retains here, but it's going to take a whole hell of a lot of convincing yeah. for me to get him there. Mm-hmm. Where It's like you just kind of knew Cross was going to take it here. Yeah. Um, and then we had our main event, the unsanctioned match, Kyle Riley defeating Adam Cole. One of these matches is not like the other. <laughs> One of these matches is not like the other. In 40 minutes. Count it. Four zero minutes. Yeah. Uh, got four and a half stars. Yeah. Um, I think, see, the match started really cool because mm-hmm. they had the security guards come in. Yeah. And they were like, all right, we're going to separate these yeah. guys before they start fighting yeah. each other. And then, like, the bell rang, the security guards left, and they just stood there and looked at each other. Yeah. And I was like, man, they don't really yeah. want to kill. Like, I didn't get the they want to kill each other vibe. Right. Like, I remember Gargano Champa, we bring that back up from 2018. Yeah. And, like, the second they hit the ring, right. they, were like, they were like, they were like, all right, we're killing each other because they hate each other. This one was like, we're going to let the ring introductions happen first before yeah. we start really going into this. That's the problem with it being a, like a true main event, though. Like, yeah. it felt like a big fight feel rather than like a I'm going to kill you type yeah, exactly. thing. And I think it kind of, it kind of played both sides of the fence a little bit yeah. to its detriment. Um, your thoughts on the time is what it is, right? I know a lot of people were like dragged on a little bit, which I agree with, yeah. honestly. Um, what did you think of O'Reilly actually winning this match? Did you think it was the right decision? Oh yeah, I, okay. I definitely think it was the right decision. I think I think giving it to I don't think there's a reason to give it to Cole. I would agree. I think, with you. Yeah. I think O'Reilly needs to win because I absolutely, think as a singles guy, Cole is probably going to get written off for like three months or something because yeah. of his right. injuries that he received yeah. from this match, yeah. even though. Kyle Ryan almost died and just got right back yeah, up. Yeah, he passed because, out, couldn't get hit with a Shining Wizard, but then he's able to get right back up immediately and kick. I'm like, yeah, exactly. But I think, I think Kyle Riley's about to go do some world title stuff or even if he wants to challenge Johnny Gargano, I think that would be totally, a perfect I think, I think first perfect step. Too. Yes, absolutely. So I think either one of those steps as a singles guy would be mm-hmm. great. So I think... I'm worried that they're gonna continue this feud though with Cole. I think they bit. will, and I and I'm not. I I don't really want them to. I don't I, want. Them I, to. I don't want because I felt like bringing up. I think it's a perfect comparison with the Gargano and Champa thing. Is. By the end of it, you were ready to be done with Champa and Gargano. Like yes. the last one where where Johnny turns heel, you were like, "Okay, good, we're done with it. We got yeah. there. We're good. Like it's over." Here's like, where I'm not gonna be shocked at all. Is we have this one at the exact same time as that mm-hmm. one happened too. Is mm-hmm. WrestleMania weekend. 2018 or whatever, and then you have okay, so Kyle Riley is going to do a slow build, and yep. eventually get to like either North American or World Title, depending yep. on where they want to go with it. Right. He wins the title, and that's when Adam Cole comes back and says, "All right, I'm going to challenge you." Right. And then Cole's going to win the title back from right. Hawaii, yeah. Riley, and then and like the a year again. from now yeah. or something. I'm, I'm it's literally I mean, exactly what Gargano and Champa did. Yeah, I'm really hoping that. They take Cole up to the main roster. I know Triple H made a big hullabaloo, and they're like, "Well, what does this mean for Cole now that he lost?" Yeah. And they're like, "Well, I don't know why everyone thinks when you succeed here that you always need to go." I go, "Well, because he's literally done 
everything. Yeah. There is nothing that Adam Cole hasn't done on the main roster at this point. He's held, and it's not like one of those things too. Where like he, it was like blips. Like Gargano, you can make the argument he's NXT champion for like a month, yeah. right? He was North American champion until this last run for like three days. Mm-hmm. His tag title run, he lasted up until another takeover. Like he didn't hold anything for very long. Cole was North American champion for a solid, you know, six takeover. months. Right, yeah. You didn't wrestle on TakeOver, and then the next TakeOver, yeah. he lost it, right? So he had title defenses there. He was longest reigning NXT champion in history. He held the tag titles for a brief second there with the rest of the, the Undisputed Era and all that stuff. He's won the Dusty Cup. They've won war games. There is nothing else for this man to do. And going off of now where you are looking at a show like Monday Night Raw where you have nobody ready to go for Bobby Lashley right now. And I mean nobody. Yeah. Outside of McIntyre, there is nobody legitimately ready to go from a storyline perspective. I mean, yeah, can you throw Orton in there? Yes, technically you can, but he's probably going to die on night two of Mania. Can you throw The Fiend in there? If we really want to go down that road, I guess we can. But yeah. the problem is you do not have anybody ready to go for Bobby Lashley yeah. right now. Now, I'm not saying Cole is that guy because that's a really bad mismatch. Yeah. What I am saying, though, is that there's just no depth on Raw right now. Yeah. It can't hurt to put somebody else up there who has done everything else where it's yeah. like, how many more feuds can you put Cole in where he doesn't get a win? Because if he gets a win, you go, okay, how is this helping Adam Cole? Because he's already done it all. Yeah. If he loses, at some point you're going to get to this Champa set where you're like, Champa's putting on great matches, but... Cool. You yeah, know what I mean? I, I have a feeling... They're just floating. Outside of the... Now that he's out of the era, yeah. I think Cole hit his ceiling in WWE. Because there's yeah. no way you go to the main roster alone yeah. as Adam Cole. I know. I wish they would have taken him. I wish they yeah. would have taken him all. Because then you would have had depth. You would have had the tag team. You yeah. would have had Roddy up there. And you would have had yeah. Cole up there. Because, like, great. because like, Cole up there... I mean, you've seen like, Ricochet you go yeah. out. Ricochet's awesome. Alistair Black's awesome. All these guys who you think are so cool and awesome. Mm-hmm. And they hit the main roster in like, three weeks you go... I do think Cole is a little bit different though because I think Cole can talk. Ricochet can't talk. Black doesn't really talk. I don't. Th- I'm, I don't disagree yeah. with you, but I do think that he has a better chance yeah. just because he can actually deliver a promo. Mm-hmm. Ricochet cannot deliver yeah. a promo in the slightest. But your point is well taken. Yeah. If he goes to SmackDown, I think he'd be. Oh, he's I think he's, he's fine. Yeah. But the problem is that SmackDown's so deep in yeah. so many levels right now. Like I can't. It's. It's frustrating. So that was my. That's my only thing. It's like okay. Well, it's like okay. Well, Adam Cole is going to want revenge. I go okay, but how, how long can he get revenge for? Like, yeah. chip, chop, chip. I'm waiting to see when he resigns. If he does resign, because his contract's going to be coming up pretty soon. I thought he already. I think he resigned. Did he already day. resign? Yeah. Okay, well, maybe not then. Because I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah. I would want him to resign. Yeah, that's, that's one of those things where he shows up on AEW. That's a that's a big AEW or literally anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not joking. But I just want him to go and just be WWE champion to make me happy. Right? That's what I want. It's not gonna happen, but I want it. No, damn it! I want it. Damn it! Listen, Shawn Michaels won the world title. Adam Cole won the world title. That's that's. I'm not. I'm not saying that's... he can't. But he's not getting through Bobby Lashley oh, no, in the not. ring. So yeah. no, he's not. Not right now. That's why you need McIntyre to win on one, on one night one. He could cheat. Damn it. <laughs> now with the error of the anyway, it's all right. All right, let's shift focus here, uh, real quick. I do want to talk about this. Will Ospreay, new IWGP Heavyweight Fantastic. Champion, um, beats Kota Ibushi. He's the second ever IWGP World Heavyweight Champion because we're going to make that <laughs> distinction. Um, thoughts? Longest reigning IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. <sighs> yeah, he held it for two weeks. So congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's killing it mm-hmm. out there. Thoughts on him winning it? <laughs> Because I was not thrilled. I was, I was, I have never been more happy. Really? Was, no, I don't no, care. No, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, man. No. no, he jumped up way too quick to win it. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. I think the New Japan Cup, him winning it was yeah. important yes. for him to win it, to elevate him to that next level. Mm-hmm. Um, but to just clean, come out and clean win it, it, it yeah. feels very much lather, rinse, repeat from Evil last year, where yeah. it's like, okay, we're going to try and elevate this guy and yeah. hope it works. I just don't. It just feels weird to me. It yeah. just I just feel like you, I kind of wanted to see the journey of him get and win too. the U.S. title or win the or whatever, right? Yeah. Fine. Like That's why I don't like the fact that they got rid of the IC title because you don't have the U.S. title readily available right now because mm-hmm. you didn't take it off Moxley when you had the opportunity. So it's like you don't have that solid middle card championship right now 
to to elevate a guy to go, okay, listen, he's been U.S. champion now for six, seven months. Okay, he drops that Wrestle Kingdom. Now he's the new guy, right? Like, okay, we're rolling now, Osprey. You know, this next G1, look out for Osprey. He's going to go out there. And, you know, I, like, I, I didn't I, see the journey. Yeah, I did thoroughly enjoy Now, a lot of people did not like hit this, but I thoroughly enjoyed it when he, yeah. like, did the cutter on whatever yeah. face it, his yeah. wife yeah. or whatever. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, I'm always a big fan of, like... She's going I to have, WWE, by the way. She's going to NXT UK. Perfect. Yeah. Sure. I don't watch that. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I love the whole, like, I'm going to do whatever it takes mm-hmm. to win, so I'm going to, like, yeah. shun you away for a little bit so I can focus. Because honestly... Because we talk about football, how much we love Tom Brady. And Tom Brady basically did that where he yeah. sent his family away yeah. for like two weeks. It was like, just leave me alone. I'm going to study for the Super Bowl kind of thing. Right. And then he goes out and wins. And I'm like, yeah, that's basically what he did. He goes, nope, get yeah, out no of here. No distractions. Three weeks, I'm going to just focus on my wrestling to right. win this championship. Because right. that's how bad I want it. So I was a big fan of that. I know a lot of people weren't. But well, there's, there's some people too. There's Due to the allegations, there's yeah, some things surrounding Oscar. We're not going to get into that because it's just allegations. So I'm not throwing... Yeah. I don't like to throw stones. But, um, you know, there was some of that too. I just felt like... like I said, I, if anything else, from just a wrestling perspective, take the other side out of it for a second. Just felt like it was too fast. And two, Abushi losing it this quickly. Well, I mean, sorry. it was a two-year journey for him to get there. And it's like, I did it. And it's gone. You know what I mean? I just, like, that to me was a little bit shocking as well. Yeah. Where he really only had one real marquee title defense against Naito. And he didn't even defend the world title. He defended the IC title. So it's like, all right, that's cool. I mean, he beat Desperado. Yeah. Whoop-de-doo. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, ho-ho, careful now. So, I, I don't know. I just felt really quick. I don't know. It's, it, it's just going to set up for Okada to win it back. And that's like, all right, it's all basically. back. Basically, and then Jay going to win the G1. And I can only hope. It's going to be him and Okada, and I'm going to go, yeah. same and four guys made it. Jay White's going to win, and I'm going to be like, yeah, finally. Yeah, and then sure. he's going to lose it in the six. He's going to lose it just like Abushi in, in a month. Did. Yeah, to the, to New, Japan Cup yeah, yeah. To the New Japan Cup winner. Shingo this Shingo time. This time. <laughs> that's how we go new stars there. Yeah. Book that know. out a year and a half away, guys. Yep, we called it now. All right, just wanted to touch on it because we don't see new IWGP heavyweight title changes happen as often as we do everybody else, quite frankly. So there's <laughs> that. <laughs> Legitimately. All right, let's shift our focus now to the hardwood here. Um, you know, we talked about this, Mike, off air a couple weeks ago, and because of the amount of wrestling that's going on the past week, we kind of decided to shift this back a week. But um, I think LaMarcus Aldridge signing with the Brooklyn Nets after getting brought out is really shining a light now on this. I think it's a problem in the NBA, if we're being honest, right? Mm-hmm. You're seeing this now where guys who are name, have name value in the league, Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond, LaMarcus Aldridge, just to name a few, get bought out of whatever crappy situation they're in, and they just decide to join a team in a big market, and I'm saying big market specifically because you're not seeing this happen in Milwaukee, by the way, which is a very good basketball team. And to join a big market team for the lowest amount of money possible in order to, quote unquote, either win a championship or to feel like you're on a more competent team. And you're no longer, we're getting to the point where it's not even super teams where it's, okay, we've got Kawhi and Paul George and a, and a third guy that's okay. We don't have AD, LeBron, and then some mishmash. It's now we have a, a roster that has Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, which, man, and I got to throw that shot in, um, LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin all on the same team. And LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin are making $12 in a ham sandwich for the rest of the season just to be there. And I think it's, I think there's a multitude of issues here, but just give me your thoughts on this process that seems to be happening. Andre Drummond goes to the Lakers. For you know, a handshake and a slap on the ass, like you, like it's just kind of one of those things to where like he's just there and he's just happy to be winning. Yeah. I mean, it, it, this is not good for the league no. long term. It's not. Uh, it's not necessarily good for the league, and I, you know, we always, yeah, it's not good for the league. We bring, we always talk about, um, and I think the fans and the yeah. media do this way too much. Mm-hmm. And this is why I hate the arguments with it. Yeah, but. Everyone is always championships are the most important things, and if you don't win championships, you're never going to be good, and blah, right. and you're never right. going to remember, right. blah, right. blah 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 right. blah blah blah. Right. Right. And that's always, and that is why this is happening. If we yeah. did put so now, championships should mean 
like are very important. Well, it's the and pinnacle, are, of, and sport. It's pinnacle of sport. Right. But that's not like the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of other things that matter into it. But mm-hmm. because everyone's like, oh, Drummond, you haven't won a championship. All right, well, you suck. Even right. if you re- rebound, even if you average thirty rebounds a game, you're like, right. oh, you're not good because you didn't win a championship. Right. So now all these players are like, well. I got to at least win one right. to be recognized as something. Mm-hmm. So that's why this is happening. And it's very frustrating to see um, from yeah. like a lower market standpoint. Right, like Detroit. Like the, the Pistons, even at their height, you're never going to see this for Detroit. Like yeah. I, that's why I brought up Milwaukee. Yeah. Nobody is getting bought out no. from uh, you know Houston or from anywhere else to go to Milwaukee. There is not a single person. You mean to tell me right now that um, – like somebody, I mean, Drummond's a bad example because they already have so many bigs in. in yeah. But the point is, like, you know, you don't tell me Blake Griffin couldn't help Milwaukee mm-hmm. in some stamp or form. Of course he could have, right? Yeah. Like, you didn't tell me Marcus Aldridge, you know, couldn't have helped Milwaukee. Name yeah. a guy. I, the point is, is this: is that like they're not going there. No. They're going to these big market teams, and I think it is creating an atmosphere where it's like if you don't, if you're not a big market city anymore, you have no chance. Of, of even getting to a point where you can even get some of these guys. Like, LeBron is the only guy that's ever went, I'm going to go back to Cleveland, which was like, what the hell are you doing? So, like, the the fact that outside of him, like, you're not seeing any of these people. Durant's like, I'm not going to Oklahoma City. Hey, you freaking nuts. I want out of here as fast as possible, right? You know, you know, Russell Westbrook's like, I'll go to, I'll go to Washington, D.C. I mean, I want to be traded there over... Yeah. Going any like some of these places where you go, I don't, I don't get it. You know what I mean? So I think it's, I think it's becoming kind of a problem. I'm not the super team thing. People got to live with. That's how you win in the NBA now, right? It just you need two stars and a solid third option is really the is just a, just the foundation of what you need yeah. to get to the playoffs and to be successful. However, it's after that though. It is the it is the you know guys that are getting bought out and that other team big market teams are leveraging a broken system. In order to create these teams that you can only do in 2K, where you have these creative teams, mm-hmm. you know, with a new logo, and you're like, I'm just gonna beat the crap out of people for fun. Yes. Like it's it's getting too cartoonish, where it's like, all right, well, if I'm a fan now, if the Pistons are a little bit different because you know they're gonna be bad, and you're you're watching for different reasons. But if you're a team like Utah who's just trying to build it, mm-hmm. like just straight up just build a team, you go, we're dead. We're yeah. dead because there's no way we're ever going to be able to recruit enough secondary talent. That is getting bought out by teams that are good contributing members of a team to come here because we're not a big enough market. Mm-hmm. It's it's scary, honestly. It's a little yeah. bit frustrating. What's funny too is that the teams are going to they're not going to win. I mean, I'll take the Lakers out of it for a second because yeah. I don't think Drummond's going to play anyway. And we'll talk about that a little bit closer comes to playoff time. Yeah. But when it comes to like Brooklyn, I mean, I can make a solid argument right now. And we talked about this off air where I think they're the fourth best team in the East. So. You, you can hate on me all you want. Send your hate tweets at, at Rob Adika, but it's fine because tell me why the Nets are going to win the championship, and I'll tell you one reason why they're not. It's very uh, easy. It's one word. It's called defense. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, see, I bring people over to the dark side. Of well, listen, I didn't, you didn't even do that, though, right? I brought it up by myself. I went, I don't know why you, everyone thinks Brooklyn's a shoe-in for the finals because okay. I think Giannis can put up 40 a night, and everyone's going to go, we can't do anything about it. Yeah. You know, it's fine. Um, but nonetheless, I just thought it would be something to bring up because – I think, I think you're starting to see a problem, and I think what you're going to wind up seeing is that people aren't going to be able to get bought out mm-hmm. anymore. Or there's going to be Not contingencies, or the league is going to step in, and it's going to be worse, where it's like, well, you can't go here. No, you can't I, think, go here. I think the league is going to raise the vet minimum, so people yeah. like, can't who do are right on now. the edge of yeah. money can't just like buy yeah. talent, basically. Right. Like, if you raise the vet minimum to like $4 million or something... Right. Then like, like, Lakers, you, Houston, the, Lakers, some of these teams... Yeah, yeah the, like, the Nets are like, well, we can only get maybe one of you because right. we only have 3.5 because we're paying these guys so much money, right. so we have to choose which one, and then the other guy will just go somewhere else. Right. Right, yeah, it's just it's one of those things where you're like it, it makes some of the league where it's like, oh man, if you're a Brooklyn fan, you're you're overjoyed, you're yippy skippy, right? I mean, on paper, yeah. right? You're like, oh look at all these guys we're able to bring in, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, all these guys are gonna bring in from 2010. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, but on paper, it looks cool. It's like, oh man, we got all these guys. This is gonna be awesome. We got so much depth on no knees, but it's, yeah. I don't know. It's it's just frustrating as as a as a you know as a fan of a team that's in a smaller market like Detroit where you're you're not even able to get those high-priced free agents, even when you're in the conversation where you have the money, you have the funds, and sometimes you even have the team, and you just can't go get them because no one wants to come and play in Detroit because it's Detroit. You go, it's very frustrating to be like, okay, great, you're going to go play in L.A. Like, 
People still want to go play. I'm going to take this year as an, as an anomaly for a second for the Knicks. Like, why would Carmelo Anthony ever want to go play for the Knicks in his prime? Mm-hmm. They were a terrible franchise. They didn't win Jack bleep while he was there. Mm-hmm. But he went there because, oh, it's New York. I want to play in the yeah. Garden. And that's fine. But if you're talking about it from a competitive standpoint, they were terrible. So it's just it's just stupid to me. It you know, is. I don't know. It's the, What makes those Pistons teams stick out is because they did it without that, mm-hmm. which is fun. But... I digress. I'll get off my get off my high horse now. Let's talk no, about something a little more get fun. Off that yeah, I'm gonna get off that high horse. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about something a little more fun. Your boy Sam Darnold. Yes. He's gone. He's out of New York. You're thrilled. Got the you got the Carolina Panthers jersey on order already. It's coming in the mail along with that uh, Trevor Lawrence one, that Jacksonville <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, that's so depressing. Oh man. Um, it's better than the Jets one though. Yeah, that's true. Let's talk about you know, let's talk about this trade though because it, it has draft implications and we're going to talk about these draft day trades too that have happened that have kind of shaken up the entire uh, front half of the first round here that makes the draft all that more exciting. Um, Darnold to Carolina thoughts uh, for both teams. Give me the Carolina side of it and give me the Jets side of it. Do you need the compensation? Because I can pull that up. If no, you want. I don't okay. care about the compensation. Okay. Um, <laughs> no like, it matter. It's, it's like a it's like a sixth and a second and fourth or something. Yeah. Um, and neither one of them, like, they get, they didn't give up either side enough for it to be, like, super crazy anyway. Yeah, the Jets um, gave up Darnold. Uh, Carolina gave up. I think next year I think they get a second rounder. I think that's exactly. what it's happens. It's, like, the highest thing they get. Yeah. Um, for the Panthers, you're elated because you're like, oh, we got the legendary Sam Darnold on our team. <laughs> the legendary? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, you know you know what he does against the Lions. He, like, puts up, like, 400 yards and four touchdowns. What helps so. if the defense knows all the plays. Yeah. That also helps, too. <laughs> But regardless, Sam yeah. Darnold, I think, has super high potential. Yeah. I just think that, you know, you're in like one of the worst spots literally ever. Yeah. Like and with Adam Gase as your head Adam coach. With Adam Gase as your head coach, it's all around rough. Yeah. Like for all the like the, the Stafford slander, at least they gave him wide receivers to throw to. Yeah. So his numbers at least look good. Like Darnold's like, oh, I'm throwing to you know, Travis Fulgham, who's the Lions' fifth-string receiver. Yeah, right. He's out here as my starting receiver. So that's who I'm throwing to. Plus, mm-hmm. I also don't have a run game. Plus, my defense... Yeah, Le'Veon Bell back. came over. He didn't want to be here. He yeah, just he took the money and sat. So, so he's cool. in literally, like, the worst situation you can even think of being in. Yeah. So now you go to a situation now where you at least have a competent defense, one of the best running backs in the game, and some... Fast receiver. It's kind of like the Lions system where it's like we have fast receivers. They're not necessarily really good, yeah. but they're really they're fast. fast. So they're they'll, fast. Get, they'll get open eventually. Yeah, right. Um, just don't open play press man, please. Yeah. Just don't press. <laughs> yeah. Don't press up with your good press corners. Yeah. Just let them like have ten yards off, and then yeah. we'll be perfectly fine. Shifty. Um. But yeah, I think for Darnold, I think it's great to kind of rejuvenate your career in Carolina, even though it's going to be. A we got an offensive guy. You got Matt Rule and Joe Brady there, right? Joe Brady's going to obviously have something to kind of you know. Yeah. Kind of reinvigorate the the talent a little bit. Having Christian McCaffrey there, I think, is cannot be understated enough. Just to kind of take the pressure. Okay, we, at least fifteen times a game, we're giving the ball to this guy, yeah. right? At minimum, right? Mm-hmm. So to have some of that with it, um, you know, I think they, I think they could go receiver early on this draft yeah. as well. You know, just, just depending on what they do here. So there's a lot of things they didn't give up number eight too, yeah. which was extremely important. I yeah. think. And then the Jets for compensation, they're taking they're literally Sam Darnold 2.0 yeah. and probably Zach Wilson. And, and they're going to ruin his career. And they're going to – yeah, probably. Yeah. But um, I'm going to say right now he would be good in like 30 other teams, mm-hmm. but not that one. No. Um, nope. But Zach Wilson will hey, probably – Corey Davis. Yeah, he's got Corey Davis. He's got a solid <laughs> Corey Davis out there with him. Um, yeah, Zach Wilson will be fine. Um, but everyone else is it's gonna suck. But they got more compensation. At least try to build something. They've got a lot Zach of picks Wilson. these next two years in the first like three rounds. The yeah. Jets do so. If you're gonna, I think make it was like move, eighteen now, picks in the first or something. Yeah, like, they, 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 have, have, they have a lot of picks in the next couple years here in the first first few rounds. So they've got they've got ability to maneuver around and get the guys they want to get. You yes. know, so but it's, uh, it's it, the Jets. So they'll just take. Yeah, it'll be rough. Them, but yeah, but in the third round. Yes, so but bad. but yeah, no, I think it was a good trade for both sides. Um, but I'm happy for Sam Darnold. So, uh, from from an impact on the Lions' perspective, though, this is a terrible trade if you're the Lions because it, it takes Carolina pretty much out of the quarterback race this draft. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they already picked up his fifth year option, so you've already got two years for sure of Sam Darnold football in Carolina, right? So, with that being said, it kind of takes it make it, it it makes it a lot harder if you're the Lions to trade out of seven now. Because people would want to hop Carolina in order to get a quarterback that potentially could fall. Um, you know, 
give me your thoughts. You know, we're going to talk about these draft day trades here in a second, like with the Niners and the Eagles and Dolphins and whatever. But give me your thoughts on where you think the percentage-wise of where you think the Lions are from a trade-down perspective. Like, how likely do you think it's going to be? Is it, like, before I thought there was a decent chance, right? Before, especially before all these trades happen. And I still think there is a chance. Mm -hmm. But right now, the next team that you need to get ahead of is Denver. So why would we trade up to seven if we can just trade to eight, eight. You yeah. know what I mean? So, unless there's a guy that they're just, oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's as likely as it is, like, the last, like, three years. Yeah. Every single year we go, oh, I mean, we could trade down from number three. But, like, right. at the end of the day, they won't trade down because they're yeah. sitting at number seven. And well, they're, they have they're, they're plethora of options. Well, they're drumming up some some heat, too, as far as, you know, what it's all smoke screen season yeah. right now, too, right? They, you know, the, the report has come out now the Lions would take a quarterback if the right one fell to them, right? Um, I don't know how much of that I believe, quite frankly. Um, you're tied to golf for at least two years. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Atlanta, you know, if Atlanta takes one, then that's completely out the window. Because then yeah. you have four quarterbacks taken, and then whoever that last guy is, if it's if it's Justin Fields, I'll be stunned. Mm-hmm. If it's Trey Lance, you go, all right, well, I mean, yeah. if someone takes him, he's awesome. What can yeah. you do? This quarterback situation reminds me a lot like the movie Draft Day. In Brian Drew, because I love because I love that movie, but it's, it's one so of those era. like it's, it's one of so those bad. where like if all these quarterbacks yeah or all these people get taken above someone yeah like if Justin like we say like Justin Fields going in was like the second best quarterback right and all of a sudden now it's like if Trevor Lawrence Zach Wilson and then like Mac Jones and then like Trey Lance go above him it goes. Is there actually something wrong? Right. And like, are you sure right. you're really gonna take? Right. Like, Instead, Bo Callahan is the projected number one best yeah. prospect ever, and you go, mm, yeah, but like people him. keep dropping on him. It's yeah. like, is there something right. wrong with it? Well, you why didn't you from? take him? I don't want to take him now because we're gonna go here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. So I'm like, I'd be worried if four quarterbacks go. I think it's so unlikely that you take one at seven because right. it's like one, you're taking the fifth quarterback. Yep. Out of seven. Yep. It's like, and, that's and, and at right that there. point, too, you've got your option between one of the top two tackles, more than likely, between yeah. Slater and Sewell, your pick of one of the three wide receivers. Yeah. Kyle Pitts would still be maybe there, too, which I am – I'm going to go on record right now. I do not want Kyle Pitts. I think yeah. he's a tremendous athlete, but I don't think you're in the position to be taking another tight end at yeah. seven. Um, but just throwing that out there now. Now, if you trade back to 15, he's there. That's yeah. another story. But the point is, um, Micah Parsons could technically be there. You get a lot of options. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I agree with you 100% that if four quarterbacks are gone, and we're going to do, we're going to talk about a even here. three, yeah. I'm, I'm still iffy on And three will be taken. Yeah. But if so. I, but I think there's a bit of a caveat to that, though, because if Mac Jones goes at three, yeah. then I think that that's something that's unexpected. Mm-hmm. And I think that the two guys that you were probably willing to take anyway, between Lance and Fields, one of them would. Potentially yeah. be there. I think that's a little bit different, it just is. because, just because of that, right? Because you're like, okay, Mac Jones is firmly on our board, the fifth best quarterback in this draft, and he went third overall to the Niners because they're stupid. Then you're like, okay, well, then what? You know, it can't be helped at that point. Um, but let, speaking of draft day trades, though, right? So we had a couple big moves, right? The Niners going from twelve to three, giving up, for, you know, three years worth of first round picks to move up to that spot to potentially take a quarterback. Uh, you had Miami dropping down um, back to 12, and then they went up to 6, traded away a, free, a future first along with number 6 to the Eagles, or with number 12 to the Eagles. So the Eagles now drop back to number 12. Miami moves up to number 6 now. So the way the board falls is you've got um, you've got the Jacksonville Jaguars at number 1. You've got the Jets at number 2. You've got the Niners now at number 3. Falcons at 4. Cincinnati's at 5. The Miami Dolphins at six and your Detroit Lions at seven. So that's where the first seven picks are. Uh, eight is Carolina, nine is Denver. Yes. Uh, Ten is Dallas, and then eleven is the Giants. The Giants. Thank you. Um, so with that being said, right. So that's your first 10, 15 picks or so. So obviously it has some impact on the Lions, right? Clearly the Niners trading up from twelve to three. You don't make that trade unless you know you're going to get a quarterback, right? Um, I, I mean, I think they're just hoping that the Jets somehow don't take. Zach Wilson, but I it's basically happened. I think Schefter even texted Zach Wilson and went, hey, congratulations, welcome to New York, or something like that. Yeah. So I thought that was hilarious. Um, so we kind of already know the first two picks, right? It's going to be Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he's basically, you might as well just give him a hat now. And those drafted hats, by the way, are ugly as sin. Um, he's a Jacksonville Jaguar. Zach Wilson's a New York Jet. Is Matt Jones the pick at three? Before oh God, we go, before oh we get God, to this no. mock draft, right? If you're the Niners, 
Why are you taking Mac Jones? Oh God, no! You there, there's not a single. Well, do you? Th- um, well, first of all, do you think they're going to take him? No. You don't think they're going to take no, him? No, I think no. it's a smokescreen. You think it's just a hard yeah, ass because like Schefter's even come out and goes, "It's going to be." Like, there's no like, "It's gonna." No, like it could be. No, no, it's Schefter's come out and like, "It's gonna be Mac Jones." I, I do not think it's going to be Mac Jones because I think it makes no sense. It to makes me, no way. sense. Makes I think no it's a smokescreen to like fluff it because like the greatest then, smokescreen cause, ever. Because I think Elena would then be like. Oh, you know, if they take Mac Jones and Justin Fields there, but then at three, if they take Justin Fields, it messes up Atlanta, and then like they make a mistake. At yeah, and because Atlanta, Atlanta's, you know, we've heard reports that Atlanta's split on whether or not they want to take one. Like yeah. Arthur Jones is like, I maybe don't want to take quarterback right now. We want to Matt Ryan, and you're like, yeah. but the the GM is Which like, would make no, no. But but it. GM is like, I kind of want to take one. But you, but in the Smith defense, like, okay, yeah, but. It's the same situation the Lions are in, is that you're tied to the quarterback you already have for two years. Mm-hmm. So to leverage that rookie deal the way you want to to build a runner around him isn't as viable. Now, once again, I'm not against it, but it just it hurts that argument quite a bit. Um, but you're right, though, right? If, if, if they take Mac Jones, then you're like, oh, now it's... Now everything's off the table. Yes. Everything gets jumbled up to a giant mess. And I'm sure NFL teams probably have a no, better inside here, knowledge of what we do. Is, now we're going to... Let's compare... Two quarterbacks together, right? Okay. Let's compare Mac Jones yep. and Jimmy Garoppolo. They're the same guy. They're the exact one's same and one's cheaper. And Mac Jones is less athletic. Like yes. if we're being honest with ourselves, yes. it is the exact same guy. So, yep. so why are you downgrading? No idea. No when idea. You don't have to. Zero percent chance of why that's th- like. Like here's the thing. I get if you if you pick Justin Fields or I you get pick it. Trey Lance, I get and it. you just want to be get a way more athletic guy at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yep. That totally makes sense because you have a team around him, so they can probably flourish pretty yep. well. But you're getting like literally. I was talking about this with friends. A more pocket passer in a league where you have to be more mobile. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> what you're getting. And I go, I don't understand why at, you you jump up. To, to get, get a guy a that guy. you probably yeah, it's exactly like draft day. I'm taking Vontae Mack no matter what. And you yeah. know, you could have had him at seven. Yeah, exactly. And then you took a running back with your fourth pick, which by the way is also a massive no no. And then also traded away three round three years of second round picks. Rob, 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 which Rob, also Rob. then would not get you back into the top five of that current draft. There's so many things wrong. I like the movie, but it's so bad. Yes. It's so anyway, bad. Anyway, we don't talk about draft Sorry. day. Only I bring up draft I'm angry. Day. I'm angry. <laughs> but um but yeah, no, I just don't, I that's why I think it's a smokescreen because I go, you could just keep Jimmy Graham. I think you're the only one and every other 49er fan is the only people that are believing that it's a smokescreen because yeah. there's so many people are like, so it's Mac Jones then, huh? Yeah. And it's like, oh, God, it's Mac Jones. Listen, it's, like Trub- it's like the Bears trading up one spot to get Trubisky and everybody went, nobody else wanted him. Why are you trading listen, up? as a Seattle fan... And not like oh I'm God, like I'm yeah. like if they pick Mac Jones, I'd be elated. As a new like, Rams fan, <laughs> yeah, I'm like I am elated because they're just gonna be worse. Yeah, but I do not think it's going to happen. I think they will take like a Justin Fields, and yeah. it'll bum me out. Cause I'm like Justin Fields will probably be great in the system. Yeah, because he can move around and do whatever, and mm-hmm. he's gonna have all the time in the world because mm-hmm. their team's so good. So it's gonna be awful, but. I don't know why they do it. Yeah, and that's the thing too. It's you know they want to keep Jimmy kinda, but they're shopping him at the same time. They're like, we want to get a first round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo, and everybody went, nobody's giving you a first round pick for yeah. a guy who's played twelve games. But it's fine. Um, so you think it's a hard smoke screen then? Okay. I think it's a hard smoke. Okay, screen. all right. You know, I don't. I, I'm t- I'm kind of torn, man, because I feel like Shanahan. Oh I think like Shanahan and Lynch both looked at that overthrow at his pro day to Devontae Smith, and they went, oh yeah, that's our guy right there. I, I look in and I go, do I want it to be a smoke screen? Not no. at all, right? Because I want them to take it. I think it'd be hilarious, up. personally. But like, do I think it's a smoke screen? It's like yes. the Daniel Jones thing, though, right? I feel like it's the same kind of thing. Where kind it's like, is. where like the Giants are like, everyone's like, dude, the Giants might take Daniel Jones, and everyone's like, are you serious? And it's like, yeah. yeah. And then they did, and everybody went, oh my god, we didn't believe it. So now I think it's one of those things where like, hey, the Niners are gonna take Mac Jones at three, and everyone's like, I guess, like, okay, it sure. doesn't make any sense, but it's it's very confusing. Um, for you know, let's go to this mock draft here first, and then I want to I want to give you a couple more hypotheticals to end okay. the show on from and from your the perspective of your Detroit Lions. All right, so I have one of two that you can choose from. Okay. Okay. So this first one is only one round, okay. but it's kind of wild. Okay. Let's the, do that one. The second one I can go three rounds, nah. but I don't think it's that's wild. I nah. didn't really go through it, but no. Let's do let's just do the wild. The one. wild one. Okay. We only you know we're we're about three weeks away now from the draft. You know, um, I'm trying to get a special guest on for one of our shows. Uh, to do just a straight mock draft day, basically, because he's been hitting me up with a lot of 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know he's why I whispered that. Yeah. He's trying to get. He sends me a new mock. If he's listening to this right now, I'm talking about you. Um, he sends me mock drafts every day because yeah. he thinks he is quote unquote hashtag. Hey, the we, best you know GM what we, you know what we could do with him yeah. is we could do one of those like draft simulators. No, that's what he does. We can do three rounds and yeah. we all just take yeah. turns picking. No, he does like all the different. Literally, you should look at my phone. It's like every day there's like four screenshots of of, of text of just, look what I did this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. So he does it in his free time. He's clearly busy at work. So yeah. maybe he, he if I can lot. convince him to come on. Either way, I want to do a, a mock draft simulator, though, yeah. right before the draft. Um, just to kind of explore some options. Then maybe a quick hitter or something. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. But anyway, yeah. who is this mock draft by? Peter Schrager, oh, the living legend himself. Oh man, I think I know this one. I think I think I read about this one, so yeah. I'm excited. This one's right. kind of wild. I was going through it. I was like, oh, this yeah. is kind of fun. Schrager is fun because he's a Lions guy. He let, he supports the team. He gives him some props. He's a big Stafford guy, which I love. Um, and that's why I chose this one. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. That's exactly why you did. I know. I read you. Um, so I I, I dig Peter Schrager. Yeah. So all okay, right, here we go. So this one does have trades. This has trades in the first yes. round. Does it and say it gives compensation for trades? Oh, look at Schrager go. Cool. All at right. least some of them. Do. Okay. I didn't read all. Again, I don't read through it all, but like. <laughs> It looks like it You does. just see the people go, this is crazy. Let's go yeah, this way. Yeah. Basically. It shows you the prep we go through on this show. Yes. Um, all right. So first, uh, hey, it's so boring. First, second pick, Trevor, Zach Wilson. Yes. Okay. okay. Nailed it. Two for two. Yeah. Mm. Three. Mac Jones. San Francisco stays, obviously, at three, yeah. and they pick. Mac Jones. You are correct. Yeah. I, dude, I'm telling you, I don't think anybody, I don't think you're going to see any change in these three picks until the night of. Mm-hmm. I just don't, for whatever reason... And I don't get why, but I think that they're gonna go with this dude, and I think, and I, and I don't understand it. Yeah. You know, they're gonna do, they're gonna give us the same bullcrap lines to lines do with Jared Goff right now. He's a winner. He's done yeah. this. What's crazy to me though is that everybody gives Knox Justin Fields because he went to Ohio State, and they don't develop quarterbacks well. They win, but they don't develop quarterbacks for the NFL level, right? What has Alabama done? Alabama has not developed one single quarterback that has been good at the NFL level. Even Tua. Yeah. has been already thought about getting replaced by Miami. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts went to Oklahoma, so he got ruined twice. <laughs> um, name a guy. Name none of them have have produced at the next level. Like, <laughs> you know, well, oh, I mean, he went to Bama and then he went to Oklahoma. Hey, let's just run no offensive system that works in the NFL. Sounds awesome. You know what I mean? So it's like neither one of these schools, even though they win a lot of games, and I'm not bashing them for it because they got to do what they got to do, neither one of them have turned out a good quarterback in like 50 years. Yeah. So the same argument should be made for Justin Fields as it is for Mac Jones. Yeah. Okay, number four. The Atlanta Falcons Ooh. will... Oh, boy. Uh, honestly, and this is somebody who I think that if they don't go quarterback, I think fits a lot of needs for them. It's Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, you say? Yeah. Well, they actually trade out. Oh. That's why I didn't say they pick. I yeah, said they yeah, will yeah, yeah. because yeah. they're trading right. out of this pick. Okay. So they are going to be trading with – do you have any guesses? I'm going to give you a four? hint. Okay. okay. It's in the middle. It's like picks between like 12 and 17. Okay. One of those teams trade up. Mm. So it's like a far trade up. Oh, boy. Who do you think goes? Yeesh. I don't know. I would say the Giants just because Dave Gettleman's crazy, but he, they're right out of that realm. He just said too. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm just I'm just gonna throw a name out there: the Chargers, just because I'm just yeah. being crazy. Well, it's not the Chargers. Okay, I was like, uh, I don't know why they yeah. would, but the New England Patriots trade up. Oh, okay, so they go up to so get a quarterback. They, they trade. They okay. trade. So they, this year's first and second, yeah. plus next year's first and third, Holy to shit. jump up from fifteen to four to take. Fields, to take to take Fields to take Justin Fields, you're okay. correct. Yes, which would be such a wild trade. That would be insane, and that's a big drop, though. So Atlanta getting a lot of good compensation there, mm-hmm. um, but that's a big drop, and that's my only concern with trading down, right? Because I do think the Lions may have options with that kind of seven to fifteen. But once again, you trade back that far, you're missing out on quite a few players yes. more than likely, which is a bit scary. I get having more throws at the dartboard, but. You can't miss on the picks where you're like, dude, this dude's a stud. Yep. You know what I mean? So, And you have needs everywhere. So you don't really get to choose to be picky. Yeah. <laughs> Number five, Cincinnati Bengals will. I think they stay. Okay. Um, and I also think, once again, I think there's a couple teams here before the Lions pick that could take Kyle Pitts just mm-hmm. based off of a need and what he brings to this. But I'd say they're going to take Sewell still. Sewell? Yeah. Well, they do not. They take Chase? Yep, they Damn. take Jamar Chase. Helps out Joe Burrow. 
um, because Joe Burrow really, really wants him. Yeah, so, I don't. I don't. Well, just Jamar enough. Chase is clearly the, is probably the best wide receiver prospect in this draft. I'm still really high on Jalen Waddle as mm-hmm. well as a close number two. Yeah. Um, but once again, I, I still think Atlanta because Julio's getting older. I think they need to trade Julio. Quite frankly, yeah. they don't have a tight end right now. Hayden Hurst is meh. I think you take Pitts with Ridley, sign a guy. I think yeah. your, your receiving court's kind of rebuilt. Uh, Miami Dolphins will, because of that huge trade, they go down to 12, go back up to 6, whatever. Yeah, right. So Miami yeah. Dolphins at 6, they pick. Okay, so they're going to stay, I think. I don't think they trade back again or anything no, like crazy like stay. that. So I think maybe they take Sewell then? No, so actually they take, they take Rashawn Slater. They say oh, okay. they just like Slater because he can play inside and outside. All right, Sewell's like sense. a pure yeah. tackle. Player. Right, they do. I do forget too. They took the tackle out of USC last year as well to mm-hmm. fit. But I mean, all right. At that point, it's it's pick it's, poison. Take a tackle, right, and, and or a For guard sure. or whatever. For sure. Okay. Number seven, the Lions will. Okay, so I'm assuming with this craziness, the Lions have to trade back. They do. They do trade back. Yes. Okay, they trade back. Uh, I'm not with who though. I'm gonna say they trade back to. I'm gonna say they trade back. Do you want to, a hint? I'm gonna no. Let me see. Okay. I'm gonna see if they trade back to. I'm gonna say eleven. Who's at eleven? The Giants. The Giants. I'm gonna say eleven. Uh, you need to keep going. Oh damn! Take really? further back. Good yeah. lord. Uh, it is between the thirteen and nineteen range. Son of a b. All right. Um, I don't even know who the hell's in that range. Hold <laughs> on, I gotta look it up. Let me give me one second okay. here so I can make sure because I want to get this right. Damn it! Yeah, I fell in draft you, need, you need Rob on this. Right well, now. I just want to make sure because I'm gonna guess a team. They're like, yeah, they're picking twenty first. So you're like, <laughs> off. You know what I mean? Because the, yeah. the playoff teams get yep. scrounged. Yeah, thirteen here. through nineteen, they will be trading up from. Okay, ESPN, if you could, if you could be, if you could help out, help brother out here, that'd be great. Um, I'm trying to think. Okay, so um, all right, so. Uh, Chargers, Minnesota. Okay, so New England's already traded yeah, New up. New England's up. And okay. I'll tell you that that uh, okay. Atlanta stays at 15. Atlanta stays at 15 then. Yeah. Okay. So with that being said, um, um, I'm going to say – I'm trying to think who would want to who would want to move up here. That's going to kind of window, right? I could see – so Miami at 18. I don't think they're going to move back up. Washington could if they really like Trey Lance, right? I think that's an option. Um I think Vegas could to get a to get Devontae Smith, if I'm being straight up, like that's a bullet number for them. Arizona, maybe to get a tackle, maybe. Um ay-ka-ba-yay. I'm gonna say a bold move. I'm gonna i I'm gonna say Washington. I'm just gonna say Washington, Washington and they trade up to get Trey Lance. <laughs> uh Washington does not go up. Damn it. Alright, do I get a second choice? Do you want a second choice? No, I don't get to. <laughs> yeah, that's get, not fair. I don't get do overs. Yeah. <laughs> no do overs. Um, Arizona. It is Arizona. Up. Okay, so I was on the I was sniffing around. Yeah. Okay. So Arizona gives up this year's first rounder. Okay. So what? what yeah. Sixteen. Uh. Yeah, sixteen. Next year's first yep. and next year's third to move up to seven from sixteen. It's not enough dram comp, right? Well, I'm just gonna tell you straight up. There's no way because for a couple reasons. Number one, you're if you're Detroit, you're moving out and you're saying, okay, we're no longer gonna be able to get Waddle, right? We're trading out of out of uh, Sewell and we're trading out of Parsons more than likely. Mm-hmm. Just just free balling here. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they go, but point is that you're you're taking the risk of missing out on one of those three prospects. And I feel like you need to get more yeah. out of that. I get three first round picks next year is orgasmic. That's yeah. amazing, but I don't know if that's enough. But say that what it is it's not terrible. Yeah. I just don't think it'd be enough. But yeah. to move that to move nine spots, yeah. that's a lot of picks. But um, okay, so who does who does Arizona take? Arizona takes Kyle Pitts. That makes heck of a lot of sense yeah. because they're just like give Kyle, Kyler Murray as many yeah. options as possible. Yeah. So now that the Lions are 16, so we're going to go through all these picks so yeah. you can try to guess who the Lions will take. Oh, good lord. So the, so Carolina, oh, we'll just go through, you're not going to guess all these. <laughs> Carolina's going to take Sewell? Yeah, Carolina yeah. takes Sewell. Alright, Denver's to, Denver takes... Michael Parsons. Trey Lance. Oh, I forgot he was even there. My yeah. bad. Trey Lance. Okay. Yeah, Trey okay. Lance is still there. Okay. Dallas Cowboys... They take somebody stupid, so I'm going to say they take a kicker. <laughs> what do they take? Oh, perfect. Uh, Patrick Sertain. Okay, corner, corner makes Alabama. a lot of sense. Yep. New York Giants. They take Parsons, don't they? They take yeah, Michael Parsons. I have a feeling. Yep. Okay. Uh, Philly takes... Devontae Smith. Nope. They will Damn. take Jalen Waddle. Really? I like still Waddle. think they're on Devontae Smith, personally, yeah. but it's fine. I think Dallas is really high on Kyle Pitts and hoping he falls at 10, mm-hmm. by the way. Uh, Chargers will take... 
Yeah. I don't know who's gonna guess this one. Uh, I'm gonna say a defensive end. Nope, the Chargers take offensive tackle Christian Derrishaw of Virginia Tech. Okay, so he's a third To help tackle. out the offensive line. That makes line. sense. Okay. Uh, Minnesota would take Quiddy Pay. Yeah, say def- I knew they were going to go defensive end. They always do. Yeah. Michigan okay. Quiddy Pay. Yeah. Atlanta will take Jeremiah Awasa. The linebacker. The linebacker on Notre Dame. Yes. Great pick for them. And so then That's the weird, though, because they have Deion Jones still. So he kind of fits that same build, but all right. And then, so you have the Lions now at 16. You got you know who the top 15 oh, will be. No. So who are the Lions taking? They're going to take Devontae Smith, aren't they? They do take, they take Devontae, Devontae Smith. Smith. Oh, I, now, if this is the situation and he's still there at 16, mm-hmm. I think that's great value. I don't yes. know how you feel about it. How high are you on Devontae Smith? Like, if they take him at 7. He's my third receiver. He's your third receiver? Yeah. Okay, so if they take him at 7 and Waddle is still there. I'm I think I, I think I would rather have Waddle, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay, because like that's kind of where I'm at. Like Jamar Chase is my number one. Yes. I think Waddle is going to have a very good career. I think he does a lot of things really well. Mm-hmm. But Devontae Smith to me is like, man, it's I feel like he's either going to be awesome mm-hmm. or he's one broken foot away from yeah. being useless almost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like I'm really it's the biggest concern. And yeah. we take him. I'm getting dude. I wonder if he could trade back one more pick to the Raiders. And I bet what you could get from the Raiders. Because I feel like the Raiders would be like drooling mm-hmm. over Devontae Smith if he was there at 16. Mm-hmm. Just my thought, but I don't know if that actually happens or not. But but yeah, so that's what Lions say. Going through the rest of this first round, there's nothing yeah. too crazy. Guys like uh, mm-hmm. Greg Newsome, the northwestern corner, goes to the Raiders because yeah. they don't get their Devontae Smith. So they yeah. get a defensive back help. Mm-hmm. Um, Najee Harris goes to Miami at 18. It's a great pick for them. Yeah. Colts get uh, J.C. Horn, South Carolina cornerback, who's been yep. shooting up. Oh my god! Well, just because his his pro day was insane. Yep. I mean, he I mean he graded out as the most athletic corner in the past like fifteen years. Yeah, like everything. His relative athletic score was like first all the way around. It was craziness. Uh, the Jets take Rondell Moore, the Purdue wide receiver. That he was like five seven. Yeah, so but he runs a four two yeah. basically. That's really high though. Did he go over Rashad Bateman in this draft? In yes. the first round? Wow, Bateman is somebody, if the Lions don't go wide receiver, you hope to God falls to 41 because yeah. I think that is an uneasy layup pick for them. Yeah, Buffalo at 30 takes like Asante Samuel out of Florida State Damn, corner. that sucks too. I really like him. And then Terrence Marshall goes to Kansas City at 31. That's just receiver. the rich. That's just the rest. Another guy like the Lions for too is yeah. him. That's just the rich getting richer. Uh, I'm surprised. Yeah, so that that's Peter Schrager's mock draft. I like it. It was fun. Some trade downs, some some competition. Man, the Lions have three first round picks next year. That would be fun. Not gonna lie. Yeah. But all right, that's gonna be it for this week's show, guy. Next week, obviously, we're gonna be reviewing WrestleMania 37, Night One and Night Two. Probably have another mock draft. Any more Lions news coming out of there? Any more league news? Who knows? Maybe they trade away everything. I don't know. Who knows what the hell's gonna happen? But that's gonna be it for this week's show. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he is the Merc Son, Mike Merkel. I am the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Medica, and we will see you guys as always next time.